you know, on the passion side, when you're in alignment with yourself, you look at things differently. The lens that you look at the world is just different. And so by being in alignment with your genuine self um, and then being... Hello and welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I'm so glad you're here with us this week. My guest today is Taz. She is a an EFT master practitioner, a life coach, fitness instructor, writer, and veteran with over 29 years of coaching, mentoring, leadership, and counseling experience. She specializes in helping others to overcome PTSD, trauma, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and navigating challenging life transitions. While she did have a successful military career, which we will talk about in the episode, she spent her adult life battling depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress, low self-esteem, and suicide ideation. Uh, successfully overcoming these challenges, she is now on a mission to let others know that they are not alone and they can live a soulful life of passion, purpose, and play. Welcome. Thank you so much, Donalyn. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to be here with you today. Oh, it is my pleasure. I am very excited about this particular conversation. I feel like it is uh, very rare that we get to talk about those three things in a row, passion, purpose, and play, and how they're connected, especially with someone who has so much um, you know, life experience and uh, leadership experience in and around that emotional world. So thank you so much for being here. It's great. Thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Something, an area I'm very, very passionate about, I must say. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Now, I, I said in your bio about having been in the military. Um, can you talk a little bit about where you came from and how you got to uh, to the coaching world and this these topics in particular? So for me, I spent almost 25 years in the military. I was in the Air Force. Uh, my father was military, so moved around a lot, military brat. And for me, you know, there was a childhood trauma that I never dealt with. And in fact, I actually um, blanked it out for about 20 years. Uh, and along with that, along with some um, trauma, or what we also call moral injury, that I had experienced in the military, I was kind of walking around with a lot of low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, all of that kind of led to once I retired and had moved out to the Pacific Northwest, uh, trying to figure out, okay, what was I going to do next? And I had started a, a new job, completely different. It was working for a local gym and membership. Uh, and it was not my area of expertise, and I was not really happy. Uh, along with that, um, my second marriage was unraveling, uh, and I hadn't yet to really deal with um, a lot of what I was carrying around, had not really resolved it yet. And everything kind of came to a head um, about four years ago for me. Um, divorced, had quit the job, had... Um, 
didn't know what I was going to do, was feeling um, that depression spiral was just so low for me. Uh, the anxiety of, okay, how am I going to make money? I'm now retired and on my own and by myself. Uh, and that's really the suicide ideation that kicked. And I remember distinctly, clearly remembering the idea that, you know, if I wasn't around, who would really care? It wouldn't matter. Uh, and that's what scared me. That kind of was that spark, if you will, that kind of started turning things around. Because I knew that for me, that I wouldn't do that to my parents. Um, they're still alive and, I, and they're a mile away from me. And that's something that that recognizing that depression cycle, I realized, you know, kind of asked myself, was this really what I want my life to be like? And it was really this, all of a sudden, this aligned soul just kind of came up and said, hell no. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, now what? Um, and I had been trained in counseling. I had stepped away from it and I realized I needed support and help. I also started, you know, just kind of rereading and relooking at, okay, what do I want to do in my life to fill my cup up? And through that process came into coaching, came into emotional freedom techniques and those two things really were game life changers for me. Uh, there's a, a, being a research nerd, um, you know, I love reading. I love understanding how the brain works, how the body works. And there was a study by the Cleveland Clinic that came out uh, and it had said that we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. And of those, about 90, 95% are repetitive and they're subconscious. And of those repetitive thoughts, about 80, 85% are negative. And that was just kind of this stop me in my tracks moment to go, oh my goodness, I'm living my life in fight, flight, freeze. And that also then kind of helped was a catalyst to go, okay, wait a minute. We don't have to be alone in this. You know, we really can have a different life. And then when I experienced uh, some of the support that I'd had along the way on as a veteran through a program called Warrior Path, through the permission to start dreaming in the Boulder Crest Foundation. Uh, it's a peer-led program. Um, that was game-changing and then tapping for me because the tapping really at the emotional freedom techniques was for me life-changing because it really helped me reintegrate and process the depression, the anxiety, um, the PTSD to the point that I wouldn't have flashbacks. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't jump at loud noises. I wouldn't, I mean, I could live my life with that freedom and I want others to know that they can live that as well. And, and so that kind of became, you know, my, my call, my mission, this idea of passion, purpose, play that, you know, we really, when it comes to our passion, it's our love, love for ourselves. Because if we're not in genuine alignment with who we are, that it it's too easy to fall back into that trap of not feeling you're good enough or doubting yourself or feeling that you know you're less than somehow. But when you're in alignment with yourself and truly accept yourself, and then from there surround yourself with people who feel the same about you, uh, and then from there start volunteering and or being part of the community. That's all that passion really is. And the purpose is your calling, your why. What are you here to do and how? Uh, and then another part of that is the play. It's the learning that, you know, um, there's a lot of research that talks about how 
when it comes to overall well-being long-term, that three things, three characteristic traits that we, you know, we need are going to be hope, zest, and gratitude. And, you know, when they do the research there, gratitude, you know, if you have a regular gratitude practice just a couple times a week, it can improve your overall happiness 25%. That's huge. And then when you think about, when you think about zest, energy, well, where does that, how do you replenish that? Where does it come from? And a lot of it is just, it's your moving, your eating habits, your sleeping, your mindfulness, your meditation, your breath work. That's really where that comes into play. And then the hope, knowing that your future can be different and that you can work towards, you know, the kind of that um, growth mindset, you know, that you can work towards what you want to accomplish in your life. And so that's really where passion, purpose, and play um, come into my life and then how I help others do that as well. Wow, that was quite a lot. Thank you for giving us that whole shaping of your experience uh, and and also how you're using specific tools. So uh, I love that you brought up emotional freedom technique. It, it is something that uh, I know a lot of people do and I've been trained in and so I have a lot of familiarity with it. And um, I will say it can be really profound and that that technique really does work with the nervous system. Do you want to talk a little bit about how the nervous system is connected to uh, to our experience of passion, purpose, play, and and um, how we're accessing it in that tapping? So EFT, as people call it, really is a tapping technique where there's tapping on the body. Um, which we, maybe we'll go into some detail of that later, but I'd love to hear how that's all connected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to. So the biggest thing, the reason why tapping for me, I'm so passionate about it, is because tapping is taking acupressure points. So, so uh, a modality and method that's been around for thousands of years through the tapping along your acupuncture points. And so it's taking that and then it's also taking some neuroscience. It's also taking some modern psychology, um, and it's bringing that together in a way that's helping your body stay calm. So when I'm tapping, I'm actually tapping along acupuncture points, and that's hence the nickname tapping, so that emotional freedom techniques. And we're starting a lot of time, we're starting with an emotion. Um, it doesn't have to be, but it helps there if you can identify an emotion. And, and what's the intensity of that? And then by tapping, it's actually doing a couple things. One, it's calming your nervous system. So if we're triggered by post-traumatic stress or anxiety or depression or just things in life and we're feeling stressed or anxious, this starts to calm our nervous system right away. It's also helping us because it's interrupting that trigger of your nervous system to your brain and then to your past. Remember we talked about 60,000 thoughts a day and all the repetitive negative thoughts uh, and then the, and those negative thoughts. And so it's interrupting that memory loop, if you will. So then that way you can calm your nervous system. You can enhance your immune system. You can kind of rebalance some of that energy. And then by interrupting that trigger, you're able then to work through an issue in a couple different ways. So sometimes let's say 
I like to say for tapping, there's like three different levels. You know, think of tapping just for relaxation or mindfulness or meditation, where it's great because it helps you for a period of time, like a yoga class or mindfulness or meditation class, right? But if you haven't completely dealt with whatever that issue is, or if it's still tied to something in the past and to a limiting belief in the past that you haven't finished working through, how you're feeling is going to come back to whatever's going on in your life or to whatever you believe about yourself. So that's one way. Another way, though, by by when you keep doing the tapping, it becomes um, this pocket of positivity, if you will, where it really helps start to calm the nervous system on a longer term basis. Uh, and then the third way is really the deep work. And that's really where you're going in and you're connecting the emotion to the automatic negative thought to a memory and then to that core limiting belief, like I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not safe. Um, I will be abandoned if I trust someone. Those are kind of those limiting beliefs. And so that deep work is connecting those and then reprocessing them. So your brain, instead of being stuck in some sort of maladaptive loop, it reprocesses it and it moves it on. So then that particular memory or that event is no longer an issue. So it's really beautiful the different ways tapping can help. So when you're working with people in this modality, is this the the first thing that you do when you're coaching with people or is there some process that leads up to it? So the nice thing is I, it depends on the person. So are they coming to me for coaching? Are they coming to me for tapping? Because if they're not, I'll introduce them to what tapping is, but if they're not comfortable with it, I'm not going to, you know, push them. They need, you know, it's about honoring the dignity of their process and what they're comfortable with. But a lot of times when someone comes to me, I will introduce them to tapping, explain what it is, how it helps, provide them some information and resources, and then let them make an informed decision if that's what they want to do. And then we go from there. Okay. So people really work with you like they just sign up for tapping. That's it. Or coaching. And like many coaches, you know, we'll have, uh, or as a master practitioner, you know, we may have a certain number of sessions because studies and research show that if it's a single issue, it may take six to 12 sessions. It just depends on, you know, how ingrained, how many other memories are tied to that particular issue or incident, you know, that you're dealing with. Um, And then from there, it also depends on how comfortable somebody is, you know, and what they want to do, because not everybody may be ready yet in their life to really do some of that deep work. Okay, so let's talk about how um, passion is is related to this letting go process, this integration or letting go process, right? Moving energy, negative energy through to a a new place. So in terms of, if you think of passion as being aligned with yourself, you know, if you think of... Um, emotions is kind of like a hierarchy, you know, and a lot of times at that bottom rung, you've got negative emotions such as guilt or shame. Uh, You've got, and then as you start moving up, there may be, you know, anger, and then you start moving up and eventually up at the top, you've got joy, you've got happiness, you've got peace and calm. And so we all are, you know, typically, um, Think of it as we have a certain energy level that we're operating at based on how we believe about ourselves. So if we haven't dealt, if we still have some guilt or we have some shame or or an area of our life, self-esteem or self-doubt, 
we're going to be operating at a lower level. We may not show it, but that's traditionally going to be always coming back as we cycle through our emotions. And so we want to release whatever memory might be tied to that negative emotion. Um, so then that way, and that memory is tied to a limiting belief. And so by letting, by processing through that, in a sense, we're letting that go. So it's no longer a trigger. It's no longer an impact in our lives. And we start moving up that vibrational energy, that those energy levels to more and more of, on a more regular basis, um, the peace, that sense of regulation of peace and calm and happiness. Because we want to keep our nervous system within this window of tolerance. And the more that we can work through issues or negative emotions, it helps keep that regulation happening. So that's kind of what's happening behind the scenes, but then the passion, the passion and purpose and play, you know, on the passion side, when you're in alignment with yourself, you look at things differently. The lens that you look at the world is just different. And so by being in alignment with your genuine self um, and then being connected because we're social creatures, being connected with others who fill us up, not bring us down, but who come into our circle once we believe in ourself, it then starts creating a, a ripple effects, if you will. And then from there, when you start connecting to a community and helping and giving back, that just starts adding to that sense of passion in your life and overall then ties into purpose and going, huh, well, what am I meant to do here? What's my real why? A lot of times people hear this or they get this sense of what you're talking about in terms of, I want to have passion. Um, I used to have passion. Let me try to find passion, right? And when, when they're looking for passion, often people will say, oh, I remember I felt it when. I felt it when I was with a specific person or I felt it when I was doing a specific activity. I played this sport or it was at the beach. I know it's at the beach. I'm going to go to the beach and try to get it. Uh, and, um, and sometimes um, people really put that piece about community in the forefront. They go, I'm going to go out and get the passion and then try to bring it in. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the order in which we need to go in order to get to the point where community is an asset? To be honest with you, I think it needs to start internally first. Because when it when when you're in alignment with yourself, and I keep pointing at my chest, my thymus area, this sense of your true self, when you feel it here, you just naturally radiate and bring this sense of energy around you. And then when you start connecting with people that you love or support you in your life, it magnifies that. And then from there, when you're able to connect or give back in the community, once again, it's those ripple effects. It keeps creating this sense of change or these ripples. Now, it's not to say that you can't go you know, do something in the community, volunteer or go teach or you know, connect with the community. But ask yourself, how come? Why are you doing it? Uh, because when you start looking at it from that perspective, rather than it, it being from, a, oh, I must or I should or it's the right thing to do, 
those are the wrong reasons to be doing something for a community. It's really more about when we give back, we're showing another sense, another level of gratitude. We're helping increase our overall energy. There is this connection between passion and purpose. And a lot of times people say, well, purpose is about why you're doing things. Yeah. Um, but let's dig a little deeper than that and, and really talk about how are passion and internal sensation and purpose, which is really an external um, manifestation, right? Uh, how are they connected and how do we, how do we work with them uh, and, and how do they relate to each other? So what's interesting when it comes to purpose, a lot of times it's our why and it, why can mean, you know, who am I and what am I doing in this world? What is it I want to do, be, or create in this world? Uh, and it also can just be, you know, what's our job? What's our mission? Um, but it can be more intrinsic than that. It's how you live your life with excellence or with arete. I actually have this tattoo, which you may or may not see, but it's this idea of living your life with arete, with excellence, and living your life according to your virtues. So are you living in alignment? For me, it's wisdom, it's hope, it's love, gratitude, self-mastery, courage, curiosity, and zest. And when we're doing that, we are then really following our purpose. And the purpose can be anything from getting up in the course of the day and doing what's the number one most important thing you need to do, mundane task. But it can also be something more intrinsic in terms of we naturally ask our place in this universe, on this world, on this planet. And so sometimes having that, exploring that purpose, that spirituality or that job or that why it can help us better align ourselves with what we want to do in life and how we want to share our gifts with others. And that could be, you know, sometimes it might be being a family, you know, having a family and being a parent, um, or it might be being a mentor. It might be, you know, really um, sharing your gifts as a fitness instructor, just to give an example, right? Or as a coach in my case, or an EFT practitioner. And our purpose doesn't have to just be one thing. But it depends on, are you looking strategically or are you looking tactically, like at the daily level? So so where's play, right? Because play is like a big deal. Adults don't play. We don't, it's not like a thing we're encouraged to do, right? So when we have purpose, often people get very, very serious. And they're like, this is my purpose. And I got to look at it all the time. And I got to work toward it all the time. And it is what I am doing. And everything else should just go away, right? Because I want to accomplish this purpose. I want to bring this into the world, which is commendable, but also leaves out the space for play, which is already not valued as adults, right? So um, so let's talk about kind of how do people bring in play or how important is it to even bring in the play and in what ways? So play is hugely important. And, you know, it's kind of a to play on words, but boom, boom, you know, but this idea of play, this sense of joyfulness, of playfulness, of fun, you know, we need to have that in our lives. One, it helps us learn things quicker. 
But two, it also enables us to have that energy that we need. And remember, I had mentioned in the very beginning that for overall well-being, gratitude, zest, that energy, uh, and then hope that those three things, those three characteristic traits are huge in terms of our overall well-being. And that sense of play, that energy, you know, that comes with it is really so fundamental for us because if we don't have energy, we're not going to be able to be our best. We're not going to show up as ourselves. We're not going to be able to be able to support others. And the fundamentals are, you know, how's your sleep? It's how's your eating? Are you doing healthy eating or just running to McDonald's every day? Um, are you moving your body, not just exercise, but moving your body daily? Um, are you mindfulness and just kind of um, taking time for rest and for awareness um, and meditation? So all of those help to replenish our zest, our level of energy that we need to just do our daily life, let alone then the, the purpose and our passion. It just enhances that. Thank you so much. Uh, I really want to make sure that everybody has a way to get in touch with you. So let us know how can people get in touch with you and what's going on in your world? Sure. So, okay. First, I am so excited. I know we kind of talked a little bit about tapping, but I love it when I'm able to help someone uh, really try out tapping and see how impactful it can be in their life. And so, um, on November 17th, through a women's networking group called Women Belong, on, it's an online, I'm actually doing a tapping, um, picture tapping, which integrates tapping and drawing, and you don't have to be an artist, anybody can do it, um, and I'm actually giving an hour workshop on that, and so that's Friday, November 17th at noon uh, central time, and so um, we'll, we'll provide the link for that. And then I'm also doing another uh, setting your intentions tapping experience and collaborating with a fellow um, holistic nutritional coach, Nancy Zitland. And we're doing that on December 3rd, which is a Saturday morning, which is 8.30 Pacific time or 10.30 Central time. So those are two things that are coming up soon um, that I'm excited to share. And then in terms of getting in touch with me, Check out my website, tazvasquez, V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z.com, um, or you're also able to get in touch with me through any of the social media, whether that be uh, through Facebook or Instagram at Dancing Dogs 2, or even LinkedIn for Jennifer Vasquez. Very good. Very good. So I want to just mention for anyone who's listening on replay here that that was all in 2023. <laughs> so... If you have passed the date, then you have passed the date, but it is likely that Taz has something else going on, so go to the website. And um, I also want to remind everybody to definitely go to unbreakable.guide in your browser and go pick up the guide to becoming unbreakable. There are practical tools, actionable steps, and really... Um, my favorite part about this piece that I've produced, this 23-page booklet, is that it doesn't matter where you are, right? If you're in the position where you really got a lot of darkness going on and you've got to get from some, where you are to someplace a little lighter quickly, or uh, you're really in a good place, you're in a good place, but you'd like to get to an even better place, 
those tools that are in there are going to serve you. There's framework and, and action tools uh, inside that um, ebook, so please pick it up. Also, you can always find me at donalyn.blog. And we'll see you next time.